Sunday, 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 you know what that means, it's Dad's Beards Nerds Reviews. If you've been loving the content, the review content, the daily news content, let us know on Anchor, the app we use to record the podcast. Let us know on Twitter at Dad's Beards Nerds, Instagram at Dad's Beards Nerds Podcast, and our Discord community, which you can find the link on our Twitter bio. Now, let's get into the review. Hello everyone and thank you for coming to another episode of Dad's Beards Nerds Reviews. That extra content you never knew you needed but always knew you wanted. Now, let's get into the review. Today we will be reviewing Dungeons of Dreadmore. Dungeons of Dreadmore is a roguelike indie game released on July 13th, 2011 by Gaslamp Games. Remembering my first run through of Dungeons of Dreadmore is a tricky thing to do. I remember choosing seven skills for my character to pick up and learn their traits out of many skills, getting to pick whether I wanted to be male or female, and then choosing my name. Then being thrust into this tile-based dungeon crawler and having to fend for myself until I eventually died and started the process all over again. Most roguelike games will have you keep some sort of perks or cash for the next run through, but not this game. When you start over, it's from square one, which in my opinion, makes this game even better. So, those skills I talked about just a minute ago, well, there's a lot of them, and you only get to choose seven for each playthrough. Giving you so many options in order to customize your character's traits and skills makes each new run through a learning experience and exciting at the same time. With 51 skills to choose from, you'll have a good grip of character options to jump into each dungeon and play around with. I always found myself choosing more combat-based skills instead of magical or sub-type skills. I found it made the game fun for me, but with a whole slew of skill options and combos, this game definitely has something for every type of roguelike player. Once you descend down into the first level of the dungeon, you'll notice that the game works on a tile grid. This tile grid reigns supreme and works well with each skill and the powers that come with them. Combat is also connected to the tile grid and works smoothly and efficiently with each enemy you encounter. Getting next to a monster and clicking on them will initiate combat, and then it turns to a turn-based one-for-one fight. Hit a monster, they hit you. Hit them again, and continue that cycle till they eventually die or take your life in the process. Some monsters have a range attack, some will be asleep when you sneak up on them, and others will chase you if you find your health too low and have to run. After a small while, the combat can get a bit repetitive, but I always stuck with it and found myself finding new ways to enjoy it and keep it fresh. Each floor of the dungeon will have monsters and items, but also will have side quests for you to fulfill to help keep things fun and loose. Some side quests will have you killing a particular monster or a group of monsters, and others will have you finding an item to place on a shrine located somewhere on the dungeon floor. One of the more fun dungeon side quests you will run into is the challenge rooms that are literally filled to the brim with monsters coming at you from all angles. Defeat all monsters, and you'll receive a prize consisting of an epic weapon or defense item. Now, let's chat about my favorite part of this game, the leveling up system. With each level, you get one perk point to throw into one of the seven skills that you choose at the beginning of the game. Each skill has about seven skill traits that you can choose from, making it to where you can really get a great mix of bonuses and other skill-oriented goodies to choose from. When you choose the blacksmith skill, it allows you to craft better items and adds to your overall strength. Choosing to level up your dual wielding skill will allow you to dual wield much more efficiently and aggressively. Each skill had me killing even the least amount of XP monsters just so I could level up faster and put as many skill points into the skill of my choice as possible. In all honesty, it's one of my favorite parts of Dungeons of Dreadmore. Throughout your exploration of the dungeon, you'll also be finding regions in the form of powders, mushrooms, ore, tonics, food, and metal bars. 
Most of my playthroughs found me looking for more of the blacksmithing regions in order to craft better gear and weapons. With individual crafting stations that you can carry with you and utilize with just a left click from the, your inventory pouch, you can find yourself making armor, tonics, food, and different metals in order to make your character even stronger. There are a ton of options in this game regarding armor, weapons, and buffs, which will at times make your character feel invincible or horribly hindered if you choose wrongly. Finding a great balance of skills, tonics, and gear will vastly improve the gameplay and the speed with which you'll be running through each floor of the dungeon. Synopsis. With hours of fun, hundreds of skill options, loads of gear choices, and lots of dungeon floors, you'll be traversing here for a while and loving every minute of it. Smooth combat and silly wit makes this game a cult classic and one every gamer should at least give a try once in their life. My rating? At a price tag of only $4.99 on Steam, I recommend getting it ASAP. Worth every penny it's being charged for. There you have it. Another review in the hole. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming here and listening. If you get a chance, please rate the podcast on your podcast service of choice. It helps out so much. Uh, we hope you're you're enjoying the reviews. We hope you're enjoying the daily news content. We are enjoying making it for you. George and I are having a blast doing it. Until next time, we look forward to making more content for you.